Well, welcome everybody to another edition of The Last Christian. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me from New York City is Mr. David Paxton. How you doing out there, Good David? Morning. I, I heard you got a little snow, right? Yeah, yeah. First time in a couple of years, we got a little snow, and then it happened again. So twice in the same week. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I told you before we got started here in Texas, we got uh, two seasons, fall and summer, and um, mm-hmm. we had them both this week. So we went to uh, the mid-70s, uh, high-70s, what, uh, at the first part of the week, and we're done. Uh, right now, as I check the temperature, it's 39. I think we start off 36. Oh, so, very nice. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's just normal, normal Texas stuff. Anyway, we're going to get into this right away because this is America at the crossroads. And for those of you who... Um, who uh, would like to see this stuff in visual form, you can always go to www.lastchristian.net, www.lastchristian.net for all the video part. And, of course, if you're on YouTube, it is our weakest, I guess, smallest, uh, whatever you want to call it. We would love it if you would subscribe to the channel, uh, hit the little bell, let you know when we got new videos, make some comments on there. Uh, whatever it takes, we want to try to, to improve that channel as much as we possibly can um, but, uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're still reaching a lot of people and, um, you know, uh, David, we, we were the listenership on all the radio mm-hmm. stations and podcasts and all that. I'm noticing a huge number now in the middle East mm. that are tuning in. Uh, and I'm talking oh, nice. about just about every country in the middle East. So they're interested. They know that things are getting kind of crazy. Now this mm-hmm. is our weekend review. And so we're going to start off with something that uh, even the mainstream media is covering right now. So uh, this is, uh, I think it plays into a lot. Let's listen to this one real quick. Mm-hmm. From Feature Story News in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer with a look back at the week's top stories. The Russian opposition figure, Alexei Navalny, has died in prison. Navalny was the country's most prominent critic of the Putin government and had been serving a 19-year jail sentence at an Arctic penal colony. FSN's Julia Chapman reports from London. Russia's prison service said that Alexei Navalny went for a walk on Friday morning, started to feel unwell, and then collapsed. They say medical workers were unable to resuscitate him. Navalny's political team has sent a lawyer to the Arctic prison facility to confirm the news. The Kremlin says it has been informed but has no information about the cause of death. It says an investigation is ongoing. He has long been an anti-Putin activist, carrying out investigations into corruption in the Putin inner circle. He continued to oppose Vladimir Putin's rule right up to the very last moment in one of his most recent court appearances on February 8th, he told the judges there that they should vote against Vladimir Putin in the upcoming presidential election next month. Uh, that opposition may have ultimately sealed his fate. I think it probably did. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, David, but uh, Putin, it appears to me, anybody that gets in his way, he takes care of them pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Look at his whole career. I mean, that's all he's yeah. ever done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, upset that they, you know, he can't recreate the Soviet Union, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's his goal. Yeah, uh, the whole Gog Magog Empire, and that's you know, we we'll get all. It's like any oligarch, you know. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they want to control everything, the whole world. Right. It starts yeah, starting with Nebuchadnezzar. Um, <laughs> yeah. It goes back a little bit. Nothing. Nothing's new here, but. Um, you still got to wonder, 
which side is the good side. So, mm-hmm. you know, he like in in before the flood, you had you had three races of the giants, okay, which were technically the prince and the principalities and powers back then, uh, and they were all evil, but they were fighting against each other until mm-hmm. they you know got to a point where they destroyed all flesh, and then God's like, I gotta you know fix this. Yeah. So. We're, we got the same thing here. Our, here's two sides of evil, I guess, if you would. Mm-hmm. So we always look at it as, oh, we got to take one side or the other. Well, we don't have to take either side. You know, they're basically devils fighting each other. Right. So kind of how I'm looking at this, uh, not necessarily dogmatic about it, but I know the principle stance. So what do you think about that? Well, I agree with you. Um, you know, here in the United States, and I've got some reports that are coming up on that, it looks like, and I, I really hate to say this, I really do, because I uh, have, all, you know, I love the United States of America, you know, born and raised here, and but I have seen oh, this country. The one we know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have seen this country just like, and I, I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to, it's gone to hell, okay? It mm-hmm. really has, and uh, I don't know about you, but I, I used to trust the FBI, I used to trust uh, all areas of law enforcement, and I can't say that anymore. At all. Mm -hmm. Uh, The justice system, I believe, is corrupt. And I say that as a member of the press, you know, member of the U.S. Press Association. Um, It it is one-sided. And anybody that doesn't understand that, they need to look at both sides. If you are Mm -hmm. only watching MSNBC and CNN, you're missing it. Okay? At least listen to the other side. And the same thing Mm -hmm. goes for those of you that are listening to Fox and not listening to CNN and MSNBC. Listen to them, too. And I'm telling you that when you do and you compare the two and then you compare it to Scripture, you're going to say the United States of America is not anymore the United States of America. It is the United Soviet States of America, <laughs> in my opinion. You know, and we're, we're, we're getting, we, we will get into that a little bit more as, as we go on here. But uh, the hey, reason— remember, that, um, yeah, you, you remember Hogan's Heroes? Yes. When they were always going to send them to Siberia in the Russian front? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what they did with this guy. They put him yeah. up in Siberia. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that used to be a standing joke. Well, not joke, but mm-hmm. it used to be. It used to be something that we all knew about. Uh, <laughs> that you know, they had these uh, uh, basically concentration camps where they sent uh, Russian citizens to be. What was it? Um, uh, re-educated re-educated or something you know something like that mm-hmm. you know and um this guy um uh, whatever his name was uh alexey nevelev or whatever Nevelev, yeah. yeah okay he um you know he got on putin's wrong side and you know people just don't fall out you know i mean his his mm-hmm. wife uh her, her name is yulia she said that she was skeptical <laughs> about Russia's report that her 47-year-old husband just collapsed and died after a walk. Now, what concerns me here, and I think it should concern everyone in America, you know, every time that a president speaks, the world listens, even to this Mm -hmm. guy, okay? And what he said was that Putin and his thugs caused (laughs) the death, okay? Now, that's not the way that you deal with international stuff. You don't call people Mm -hmm. names, okay? He's done this before. He's done it before. He did it with the Saudi prince, if you remember. But anyway, he's done this before. So um, anyway, um, it doesn't look like the Russian citizens are all that worried about it from the reports I'm reading here. But, you know, I think most of them like Putin. Yeah, they do. Check that out. 
They do. He actually has uh, something like a 90% approval rating right now in Russia. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to this. And again, this, this is, we're, we're going to continue with Russia for a minute because when we get to the end of this today, I'm going to tell you guys why I am so certain that America is at the crossroads and is going to have to make a decision very quickly as to which side they want to be on, gods or devils. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's listen to this one. Ukraine says Russia carried out missile attacks across several regions of the country in the early hours of Thursday. At least 11 people were injured and several homes, schools and other civilian infrastructure was damaged as a result of the strikes. Megumi Lim reports from Kyiv. Air raid sirens blared out across Ukraine in the early hours of Thursday as Russia launched missiles at multiple regions of the country. Ukraine's Air Force said it shot down 13 out of the 26 missiles of various types launched by Russia. The attack hit an industrial area of the southern Zaporizhia region, injuring at least six people. In the western city of Lviv, missiles hit an infrastructure facility and the blast wave damaged apartment buildings, two schools and a kindergarten nearby. Air defense systems were able to shoot down all missiles flying towards Kiev and the Kiev region. Megumilim in Kiev. Well, of course, they're going to protect Kiev first. And I, I, now, I'm not going to blame them for that. That's their capital city. I think we would do the same thing if it was, it was Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you're hearing more and more is that more of these things are hitting. They're not taking them down the way they used to. It used to be, you know, if they shot 18 or fired 18 missiles, 17 of them were hit. Now it's like half, mm-hmm. half of them are being hit because they're running out of stuff, you know. Um mm-hmm. And yet we want to send them more munitions, I guess, and more money. But the only way to stop Russia, if you really want to stop them, you're going to have to put boots on the ground. And American citizens are not going to go for that at all, no. ever. No, I'm going to go over there to fight your war. Why would I do that? Right, hmm. exactly. All right, so uh, to make this point a little bit clearer, let's listen to this report about the Russian drones a little bit more. Listen to this. Russian forces launched 45 drones over Ukraine in a five-and-a-half-hour barrage, officials said, as Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky continued the reshuffle of his war cabinet as the war enters its third year. In a statement, the Ukrainian Air Force said it had shot down 40 of the Iranian-made Shahed drones over nine different regions, including on the outskirts of the country's capital, Kyiv. The five-and-a-half-hour attack targeted agricultural facilities and coastal infrastructure. Joseph Eckerson reporting. So again, you know, they're getting more and more hits, David. They're, they're sending mm-hmm. more and more over there. Russia is getting tired of this, I think, and it's because uh, Ukraine fired on them. Now, you're not hearing too many reports about uh, Ukrainian missiles and drones going into Russia anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's because it was a failed effort. They tried as best they could. It didn't work. And now they're paying a big price for it with retaliatory strikes. What, what's your opinion on that? Well, a hundred percent, you got you got to start from this. You know, all of this is a ruse. Mm-hmm. The question is, what kind of ruse is it? Right. So we, I got two possibilities that I think, and this is merely conjecture, but I think they're valid, is okay. number one, we really do want Russia to take over, but we want it look like we're protecting Ukraine. 
right? Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to put up a good show uh, because you know Gog and Magog, right? Right. Uh, or number two, they just need another excuse to launder more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Okay, so hey, we make it look like they're failing and they need more munitions so we can send more money over, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's kind of I, I think it's it's one of those two. And because it's 100 percent a ruse, we know (laughs) what we're getting is not the truth. Well, I mean, it's impossible for a country the size of the Ukraine to defeat a country the size of Russia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like saying, okay, uh, the United States just got invaded by Puerto Rico. Mm. You know, I mean, that's about the comparison, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, really small country, really big country. Yeah, they can they can bother you, they can agitate you, they can, you know, take yeah, like a mosquito. Time, but they can't mm-hmm. bait you, you know. So uh whenever Russia really gets tired of it, and by the way, Russia has an election coming up, and after Putin mm. wins again, mm-hmm. um, you know, he may say, Okay, uh, we we we've played with these people long enough, just go ahead and nuke them. Get it over with. You know. I mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but I wouldn't say that it couldn't. Yeah, well, I'm curious at how many Ukrainians actually want to be back part of Russia again, just yeah. because it is yeah. bigger. Uh, I don't even know. I, yeah. I got a friend over there, so probably call him. Yeah, uh, you ought to, yeah. because I I don't know that I don't know the answer to that either. There there used to be a um, or there was a um, Ukrainian boxer, and mm-hmm. uh, he was actually the world champion at one time, and I can't remember his name. I apologize, but um, he initially was uh went back to the ukraine and actually was fighting against the russians and then at one point he said okay that's it i'm done you know i'm out of here because uh zelensky is just he's he's nothing but a crook and Hmm. that happened a little over a year ago and of course uh, there there wasn't any um um news reporting about him when he left as far as the mainstream media went, but there was a whole lot of it when he first joined, you know. So, anyway, for whatever that's worth. Um, now, there's also another another area that we need to worry about, and that is in um, or not worry about, but know about the uh, European Union is about to sanction China, or at least they're thinking about it. Okay, so let's hmm. listen to this one real quick. The European Union is reportedly planning new sanctions on Chinese and other Asian companies for supplying goods to Russia. The move would restrict firms from doing business with the companies that are allegedly helping Russia procure European goods with military applications. Ishan Gerg has more from Brussels. This could be the first time since the start of the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine the EU imposes sanctions on companies in mainland China. Reports say the committee's seven-nation bloc is set to target companies that may be supplying dual-use goods to Russia, helping the nation in its war on Ukraine. This applies to companies dealing in electronic components and other items that can potentially be used in missiles and other defense systems. The proposed plan reportedly includes half a dozen companies in China, one in India and few other countries such as Sri Lanka and Kazakhstan. The new sanctions may come as part of a new package the EU is planning ahead of the second anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Ashan Gerg. Brussels. So what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, not only are we poking Russia in the eye, but we continue to poke China in the eye, too. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's a wise thing to do. What do you think? 
No, I mean it's the it's the same old thing with the um you know the 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 powers they're all evil and they're all going to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh and the only thing that's going to come at the end you, you'll see these guys poking each other for a while but at the end when they know Jesus is about to return they're all going to gather and say hey we need to fight this guy instead. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell the world that it's you know aliens are coming and and uh <laughs> you know we got to protect the earth mm-hmm. and that's how they'll get most people to uh to fall for that because uh, who, who who in the right mind would say, yeah, let me go fight the creator of the universe. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he literally could just let go of your electrons and yeah. <laughs> you'd evaporate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to see them fighting each other. And I see, I see, you know, Gog and Magog is Russia. I see China as the great dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are all symbology that that's been in the word. Now, 2000 years ago you couldn't say oh yeah china and russia no because they weren't around yet so he gave the symbolism of them and i think these are the types and patterns that we see all through the word it's exciting yeah well you know another thing is that uh if you go back to the what 1950s 1960s 1970s russia and china were enemies and we used to play, the United States used to play Russia versus China all the time and let mm-hmm. those let those two argue like crazy. And then we kind of stayed back in the background like, okay, you know, let them do whatever they want to do. If they destroy each other, cool. You know, we're good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Russia and China are coming together as best friends. They've signed an, uh, an, an alliance, an agreement that they're going to stand and fight with each other. That is not good for the United mm-hmm. States of America. Yeah, and the agreement says, me love you long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. But, you know, it's not like that the world, um, you know, that the United States isn't doesn't have its own problems. Believe me, we got mm-hmm. plenty of them. Uh, David, we, we talked a little bit about it before the show started. But uh, I want to play this one real quick um, because I believe this myself. Let's listen to this one real quick. A New York judge ordered Donald Trump to pay over $350 million in damages after finding the former president liable for fraud. After a marathon court case, Judge Arthur Engeron also barred Trump from doing business in New York. FSN's Jody Jacobs reports from New York. The lawsuit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James accused the former president and his sons of repeated and persistent fraud that included falsifying business records and financial statements to get better bank loans. The order by the judge here in New York comes after repeated denials by Donald Trump, even labeling the case a political vendetta. The former president still has to answer to four other criminal cases including one year in New York related to hush money payments ahead of the 2016 election. This is the second judgment against Trump this year. Last month, he was hit with an $83 million verdict in the defamation case against him. Jody Jacobs, New York. Okay, basically what what this is doing is it is making the justice system go after one side, not the other side, mm-hmm. one side. Nobody lost any money in Trump's deals. In fact, they made money, okay? And here you've got this uh, DA that is corrupt. And the the funny thing, though, David, um, that has been pointed out by several people, women, okay, not men. I don't think men would really notice this. But um, this DA was so flustered, she put her dress on backwards when she testified. 
I think that is about the funniest thing that I have heard in a long time. But if you go back and you look at at the video, you'll see the, you'll see the little zipper here that goes in the back. It's in the front. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, like I said, women notice this. Okay. But uh, Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, I I was talking to my wife about it uh, just this morning. And uh, I said, you know, uh, but even before I described what happened, I said, you know, women are seeing this. I mean, the second that her picture showed up on the screen, she, uh, Anita said, she's got her print dress on backwards. Said, that's <laughs> it. Okay, that's it. I didn't have to explain the thing to you. You already saw it. Uh, <laughs> you already knew. <laughs> um, so um, how is this affecting Joe Biden is the question. Now, this is. Yeah, he, just, um, he doesn't uh, know which ice cream to get today. That's about it. Uh, well, now, this. Um, uh, this report uh, came out early this week, make that clear, because immediately after his press conference, the mainstream media went into freakout mode, thinking he'd lost it. And then, you know, they over time, they've kind of tried to peel it back a little bit. But nevertheless, Biden is losing mainstream support. So let, let's listen to this one real quick. This is courtesy of Fox News, and as a member of the U.S. Press Association, they know I play this, and they know I have the uh, privilege or whatever of, of playing it. So let, let's listen to this one real quick. When you think about an aggregate, what we saw last week, Todd, as far as the president is concerned, when he can't remember the name of Hamas, who carried out the worst most horrific attacks on Jews we've seen since the Holocaust. All right. Can't remember the name of Hamas. Then we saw him talk about Francois Mitterrand and the French president, as far as he had a conversation with him recently. Mitterrand died when Patrick Mahomes was one years old, right, in in 1996. Then talked about how he had, obviously, a conversation with Helmut Kohl, the late German chancellor who died many years ago said he talked to him about January 6th and then he had that press conference which obviously Todd what we saw there was a president in prime time melting down in terms of his memory when he confused the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt overall what we have now is even the New York Times saying that it's time for Joe Biden to step aside and for somebody else to take the mantle at this well, point. Well, here's what the Times is saying. They, they, they're telling Joe Biden to do better, saying the president has to reassure and build confidence with the public that by doing things he has been doing so far unwillingly to do convincingly, he needs to be out campaigning with voters far more in unrehearsed interactions. But, Joe, I would argue rehearsed or unrehearsed, does it even matter? Here's the problem for the president and his handlers at this point. If you put Joe Biden out there, Todd, then you have cleanups on aisles 5, 17, 22, and 29. In other words, he's going to screw up something in terms of his memory. If you keep him in the basement, so to speak, like they did in 2020, then you have a president that is pleading the fifth while trying to be reelected and has a record now to run on, which includes high inflation, high crime, and a border that is completely lawless. So there is no upside in terms of whatever decision you decide to make. The question is now, who backfills Joe Biden if he were to step aside? Is it Kamala Harris? No. Who is that 28 percent approval? Or is it Gavin Newsom, who has a record in California that you could only call horrific? So that's where we're at at this point. If you're a Democrat, no good options. No good options. 
except Michelle Obama, mm. who would be everybody <laughs> because they just love uh, love the Obama still. I, I never yeah. get it, but you know that's the way that it is. But uh, what do you think is Joe Biden? as bad off mentally as we think he is, or is one side planted up too much or too little or what, 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 what is your real honest assessment of president Biden's mental capabilities today? Well, they, it, it's crystal clear that they, they have this agenda that they want to put in. They put him in because he, he obviously did not get 80 million votes in my humble, but totally accurate opinion. Um, <laughs> But the, the, what happened is along the way, he was 10 times worse than they thought he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they thought they would be able to just, hey, you know, let's just put this clown up there and we'll just, we'll give him the words to say. But now he's going off the rails. He's saying what he wants to say because he mm-hmm. thinks he's got it. You know, and we all know dementia patients get angry because right. they can't remember stuff. Right. Uh, and it, it's sad because they're literally using him. They don't care about him. They're like, no. oh, yeah, he's blah, blah, blah. They have no care in the world. Not one iota for him or Camel Toe or everybody that none they just like okay uh let's just use him as a puppet and we'll go and that's the sad part you know and his wife too the babysitter right that's the one that i blame that's the one i blame i mean if she uh you know dr jill okay well if she's a if if she's a medical doctor then she needs to lose her license if but if i don't think she's a medical doctor i think that she's one of these people that just studied a lot had a lot of money to spend and she uh, learned all the yeah. wrong stuff. But all she wants to do is just be first lady. That's her goal. If she could have mm-hmm. three or four terms as first lady and look good or whatever, that's all she's interested yeah, in. Yeah, because, you know, remember, he, she was the babysitter, so she's a lot younger than he is. And she's yeah. like, you know, the dude's out. I got I got presidential rule. Yeah. Like She's got Secret Service her whole life, never have to pay for anything. Right. So, yeah, that's her agenda. But anyway. Uh, I think she ought to be uh, charged with elder abuse. I really do, you know, and and I, I'm saying that as a citizen of the United States, protected by the United States Constitution and freedom of yeah, speech. Me too, you know. So good grief! I mean, you know, this lady's crazy. Uh, now, anyway, we're down to uh, just the last minute and a half here, so um, I want you guys to stick around for the second half of the show because now we're going to turn to Israel, and we're going to turn to the world, and as I told you, we're going to find out just why America is at the crossroads right now. And I believe that this is all coming to a head. I have predicted for a little bit over a year the reason that the United States is not in the Bible. And I believe that my suspicions are being confirmed by the United States government itself. So we're going to talk about all that in the second half of the show. Um, Now, David and I are going to be at a conference coming up in April, April 5th through the 8th, and you can still get a discount uh, if you uh, use the word, uh, the, uh, what is it called, discount code? Last Christian, yep. Uh, so, David, real quick, you know we got 30 seconds, go. Yep. Well, hearthewatchmen.com, hearthewatchmen.com. You can get $10 off your ticket if you use the code last Christian, one word, last Christian, and then you'll be able to come out. You'll see us. Even if you can't get there, I would highly recommend getting the live stream because you can download it and keep it forever. So that's a beautiful thing. Then you can have a party with all your friends and watch all the conferences. Amen. And I got something to talk about 
uh, that I didn't in the first half of the show with about that. So we'll be right back right after the break. From Feature Story News in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer with a look back at the week's top stories. The Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny has died in prison. Navalny was the country's most prominent critic of the Putin government and had been serving a 19-year jail sentence at an Arctic penal colony. FSN's Julia Chapman reports from London. Russia's prison service said that Alexei Navalny went for a walk on Friday morning, started to feel unwell, and then collapsed. They say medical workers were unable to resuscitate him. Navalny's political team has sent a lawyer to the Arctic prison facility to confirm the news. The Kremlin says it has been informed but has no information about the cause of death. It says an investigation is ongoing. He has long been an anti-Putin activist, carrying out investigations into corruption in the Putin inner circle. He continued to oppose Vladimir Putin's rule right up to the very last moment in one of his most recent court appearances. On February 8th, he told the judges there that they should vote against Vladimir Putin in the upcoming presidential election next month. Uh, that opposition may have ultimately sealed his fate. A New York judge ordered Donald Trump to pay over $350 million in damages after finding the former president liable for fraud. After a marathon court case, Judge Arthur Engeron also barred Trump from doing business in New York. FSN's Jody Jacobs reports from New York. The lawsuit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James accused the former president and his sons of repeated and persistent fraud that included falsifying business records and financial statements to get better bank loans. The order by the judge here in New York comes after repeated denials by Donald Trump, even labeling the case a political vendetta. The former president still has to answer to four other criminal cases, including one year in New York related to hush money payments ahead of the 2016 election. This is the second judgment against Trump this year. Last month, he was hit with an $83 million verdict in the defamation case against him. Jody Jacobs, New York. Israeli airstrikes intensified in and around Rafah in southern Gaza amid reports displaced Palestinians were beginning to flee the area, which was once declared a safe zone. FSN's Sarah Coates has more from Tel Aviv. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is vowing to press ahead with this offensive into Rafah amid widespread international concern for the some 1.5 million displaced Palestinians who are sheltering there. Australia, Canada and New Zealand just the latest to issue a statement saying they're gravely concerned, warning Israel against the offensive, adding a ceasefire is urgently needed. Sarah Coates, Tel Aviv. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. And welcome back to the second half of Last Christian. Again, my name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me from New York City, Mr. David Paxson. David, uh, yep. I wanted to, real quick to go back um, and talk about the conference um, real fast because, you know, I'm, we do encourage everybody to show up, you know, whether or not you go uh, in person or if you just choose the live stream and it's not to make money I, I was accused um I, I put up a facebook ad for the conference mm -hmm. david and you know i just put it up there that you know you can you can get in you know at a discount you know i mean i yeah. used you know the same thing we've been running on the show forever and i didn't expect the backlash i got 
But it was horrific. I mean, oh yeah, you know these guys are fakes. Um, it's all a scam. The Bible's <laughs> the Bible's not true. It's been proven not true. I mean that oh, one. Yeah, that okay, was yeah. like, oh yeah, right. That, that's okay. why it's still here after thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just couldn't believe the backlash I got. And you know, I, I'm, I hate to say it, but I, I really got angry. But then again, I think it's righteous anger. Well, yeah, in a sense. I mean, you got to really look at it this way. Uh, these people are blinded and deluded, and God has given them over to the lie mm-hmm. on purpose because their hearts are evil. Right. Okay. So here's the deal. If they really believe there was no God, they would not be wasting their time fighting him. Exactly. Exactly. So you're wondering, okay, what's going on? Why are you, why are you so stupid? You know, if, <laughs> if you really believe you're just going to disappear, go have fun. Live your life. Spend all the money you can. Have the most fun you can because it doesn't matter. Oh, but I'm leaving a posterity. No, it doesn't matter for your kids either uh-huh. because they're just going to disappear and they're right. going to do the same thing. Right. Just go live your life. It, yeah. It's such a dichotomy. And the people are lying to themselves. And mm. therein lies the problem. Yeah. You're exposing the truth. And they do not want to see the truth because it exposes them. So instead of actually looking at themselves and reevaluating and submitting themselves to God, they fight back like rats, you know, and and they come out. And Jesus said that himself. He says, this is what's going to happen because, you know, the devils are in the world. It's as simple as that. So I use it as a litmus test. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm not making the devil angry, I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. And if the world, he always says that. Yeah. Beware if if they speak highly of you, watch out. You're doing something wrong. That's right. what the Bible says. So, yeah. okay. so uh, praise God. You're, yeah, yeah, ticking some people off. I love it. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, those the people that do want to know the truth will come to the conference. They will see, and they're the ones that are going to take take action and not really say anything. Once in a while, they'll say something nice. Yeah. All right. Um, now, as I told you, we're, we're going to get into this now as to why America is not in the Bible, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it clear now, this is just opinion so far, but I can tell you that everything I predicted so far about this seems to be coming true. Okay, so, right. uh, you know, we, we shall see um, as, as time goes on. Um, let's talk about Israel for a minute. And they're okay. making their final push in Gaza. So let's listen to to this report. Israel has raided Gaza's largest remaining hospital, where it says Hamas members were hiding, which the group denies. The IDF says several suspects have been arrested during its operation at the Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus. It comes as Israeli airstrikes are intensifying in and around Rafah in southern Gaza. Amid reports, displaced Palestinians are beginning to flee the area, which was once declared a safe zone. Sarah Coates has more from Tel Aviv. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is vowing to press ahead with this offensive into Rafah amid widespread international concern for the some 1.5 million displaced Palestinians who are sheltering there. Australia, Canada and New Zealand just the latest to issue a statement saying they're gravely concerned, warning Israel against the offensive, adding a ceasefire is urgently needed. Yeah, a ceasefire is urgently needed to where they can, uh, you know, get more uh, munitions in, get uh, get more uh, backups or whatever you want to call them in there to fight. Uh, I mean, at least that's my opinion. What, what's your opinion, David? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they they have to, but just because it's all written out in the Bible, they're gonna they're gonna get to a point where the um they're they're gonna fight over the land, and it's always a two state solution. Mm -hmm. They're still mm -hmm. fighting over splitting Jerusalem. They're fighting over this little piece of land, which is down where that's where uh, Samson was, and that's where David lived, kind of thing. And so that's why it's so contentious down there. Um, but we're gonna see it go back and forth, and then eventually Israel is going to lose two-thirds of them, and that's when the nation will finally, mm -hmm. you know, say, hey, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Amen. you see that in Revelation 12. You know, they'll be hiding in Petra and mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. fleeing to Judea. So they'll they'll be all over the place. So it, this is not even really begun yet. Um, once, once the rapture happens, then people's minds are going to shift yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's all going to be different. Half of the world's going to believe it was aliens. And the, and then the other half is like, oh, it's a spiritual war. The Muslims are going to say, oh, the Mahdi is here. So, you know, mm. he's going to fix everything. Mm -hmm. And it's tons of confusion going on. But this this is just the beginning. It's just starting to wind up now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, the terrorists there that are in Gaza, um, and this is the Palestinian state or whatever. It's not a state. It's not a country. Um, but anyway, the Palestinian Authority, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, they're in Gaza. They are claiming that uh, 12,300 Palestinian minor, miners have been killed uh, in this war since it started. Now, okay. that's a pretty high number, uh, and I'm not saying that it's true or not true. I don't know. I do know that uh, Israel didn't target them on purpose. They're doing everything that they can to avoid civilian casualties. But when you have the Gazan government or whatever it is, the military, the terrorist organization, putting minors in front of their soldiers, then obviously some of those soldiers, some of those kids are going to be killed as they go after the target, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a hundred percent is they're lying about the numbers. And the other thing is they're the ones that are using them as shields right. because they know that, you know, Israel's not going to shoot a kid on purpose. Mm -hmm. So, and that's their narrative. They put the kid in the front and they happen to get hurt. They don't care about the kid. What no. they care about is the narrative. Oh, look, they're killing the children. Oh my God. Right. You know, and, and then they, and then they tell the mom, Oh, your, your kid died and he's going to be with Allah now because mm -hmm. he made a sacrifice for Islam, blah, 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 blah. Uh -huh. And it's all lies of the devil because he's us on the back end, you know, laughing at everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, to go on with this point a little bit more, um, Israel is not about to lighten up. And I mean, uh, the, uh -huh. the Biden administration is putting as much pressure on Benjamin Netanyahu as they can, and he doesn't care. I mean, he, he is going <clears throat> to protect his country. But let, let's listen to this report real quick, and then I've got a written report about it that kind of puts a little bit more light on it. Let's listen to this. Israeli airstrikes intensified in and around Rafah in southern Gaza. Amid reports, displaced Palestinians were beginning to flee the area, which was once declared a safe zone. FSN's Sarah Coates has more from Tel Aviv. 
Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is vowing to press ahead with this offensive into Rafa amid widespread international concern for the some 1.5 million displaced Palestinians who are sheltering there. Australia, Canada and New Zealand just the latest to issue a statement saying they're gravely concerned. Okay, they're gravely concerned, David, and the reason I played that again is to where the people understand that the pressure that they're putting on here is all aimed at trying to take Israel out. Okay, they mm-hmm. um, and to make that even more clear, this is what I was talking about the written report. This is the International Criminal Court uh, in the Hague. Okay, and listen to this because this this is pretty significant. A record fifty-two countries will present arguments about the legal consequences of Israel's occupation of the Palestinian territories at the International Court of Justice. Now, it says here it's the, it is the second time that the UN General Assembly has asked the ICJ, also known as the World Court, for an advisory opinion related to the occupied Palestinian territory. In July of 2004, the court found that Israel's separation wall in the West Bank violated international law and should be dismantled, though it still stands today. Now, here's a quote. The International uh, Court of Justice is set for the first time to broadly consider the legal consequences of Israel's nearly six decades-long occupation and mistreatment of the Palestinian people. Now, uh, that is the most ignorant statement that I have ever heard in my life. Mistreatment of the Palestinian people and occupation of a land that was given to them by God in Genesis. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on this, David? This is crazy. It, it really is. Um, but, you know, it, it was written, too. Let's look at, uh, you know, in the Hebrew mind, um, prophecy is cyclical. You know, it, it comes over and over and over and over. And you're going to see that. Like, beware the ninth of Av, right? <laughs> right. So um, in Zechariah 14.2, it says, uh, God says, For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, mm-hmm. and the city shall be taken and the houses plundered and the women raped and half the city shall go out into exile, but the rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Okay. And then Joel three, two, it says, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them from there on behalf of my people, my heritage, Israel, because they have scattered them among the nations and have divided up my land. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, this is just all over the place and it, it's over and over and over and over. You'll see a bunch of different verses like that. Uh, but we have two witnesses there. So that's good corroborating evidence. So we're going to see that. Now, we also have to remember we we stand with our elder brother, Israel, even though he is apostate at this point. You know, think mm-hmm. of the the prodigal son, right. um, the the older one was kind of mad that the younger one went away and spent yeah. all his money. And right, and got right. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a, a similar picture. Here's the older one being mad, and then, but they'll get it in the end. Uh-huh. So 
this is where we're at. It is actually God bringing all these nations against people. And like we see in Romans, he has given them over to the delusion. Yes. So while we're sitting here thinking this doesn't make any sense at all, they really believe that it does. And not because of anything reasonable is because God said, okay, I'm going to make you believe a lie. Right. Right. And all of it is an order to engender repentance to Israel. Right. So that's what we need to pray for is the repentance of Israel and the subsequent peace in Jerusalem when the, the Prince of Peace will rule and reign. So this doesn't surprise me in the least. I, I just see the prophecies, you know, coming true. exponentially increasing mm -hmm. daily. Yeah, mm. I, I totally I totally agree with that. And, you know, the Bible does say uh, to pray for peace in Jerusalem. And, you know, I do that and I agree with it 100 percent. The thing is, is that there's not going to be peace in Jerusalem until Jesus comes back. I mean, you know, that's right. just, they repent and Jesus yeah, comes back. Yeah, that's just the fact of the matter, you know. Um, which but, is what we've always been praying for. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. That means Jesus has to come back, which right. is what we pray for every day. Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the last point on this ICJ thing is that Mm -hmm. uh, it, they, they make a big point here, and I don't know if you guys can see this or not. This is a report I got, okay? But, well, you can't see mm -hmm. it. Anyway, um, there is a um, the outcome, okay? It, they, they go to that, final summary here. The outcome of the advisory opinion would not be legally binding, but would carry great legal weight and moral authority. No, it wouldn't. Oh, moral authority. <laughs> like they have any morals yeah. <laughs> from the ones who say there are no moral absolutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Okay. So, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, so what does all that mean as far as the world goes? Well, let's listen to this one. Israeli airstrikes resulted in the deaths of at least 44 Palestinians, including over a dozen children in the southern Gaza city of Rafah on Saturday. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's call for the military to plan the evacuation of hundreds of thousands before a potential ground invasion heightened panic and drew diplomatic warnings, with more than half of Gaza's 2.3 million residents concentrated in Rafah. Following Israeli evacuation orders covering two-thirds of the territory, the next safe destination remains uncertain. Benjamin Wright reporting. Now, I have heard that Egypt is thinking about opening up uh, some area there for some of the um, people from Gaza, but they're careful. They don't want terrorists coming into Egypt. So, you know, I don't know how all that's going to work out. But two-thirds, David, two-thirds of Gaza's population in this little area of Rafa. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Gaza's small. You know, and I can only, I mean, is there a place for people to even lay down with two-thirds of the population of 1.5 million people in uh you know, I I don't know what what's a, a town there uh, here that would be um, that wouldn't even I mean that that'd be more than Dallas I mean you know um, in an area yeah it's, it's really wild. really small I mean I I don't understand how they got that many people in there in the first place but you know <laughs> do you think it's real yeah. You know, I don't think we could believe anything. It's just a narrative that they they want to manipulate any way they can. But that seems like an awful lot of people to me in that one little spot. You know? It sure does. I, you know, I, I don't mean, know what to say about it. 
I've got no reporting that uh, says it's not true. You know, and uh, from all the sources I've heard, I mean, it's the same. They're get, everybody's given exactly the same numbers. So either everybody's lying about it, or they're really there. And if that's the case, that's going to be really hard on Israel's um, forces to go in there. You know, mm-hmm. um, to I mean, not that they can't do it. I mean, to not hurt civilians. It's almost impossible. Yeah, yeah that's it. I mean, that, that would be their goal, that, you know, just like they use the kids to, you know, as shields. Yeah. They're like, hey, let's just put everybody in one spot, and then we'll hide, we'll hide our terrorists in there. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for Palestinian civilians who have nothing to do with this to be killed. You know, I, hmm. I hope they are able to get out, and I hope they accept Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and to move on. You know, Amen. I really do. But um, it doesn't, it just nothing looking promising to me. Okay, now we're down to it. This is what I wanted to concentrate on, and the reason that I believe America is at the crossroads. And when I say choose wisely, I mean choose wisely between heaven and hell, and that really is your choice. It really is your choice. But I want you to listen to this report and understand that what I have been saying for well over a year now appears to be playing out. So let's listen to this. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the flap in Washington over intelligence suggesting Russia may be developing a nuclear device that would operate in space and were it to be deployed, could pose a serious national security threat to the US and other nations. The Biden administration is being pressured by some Republicans to tell the public more about an issue that sparked closed-door security briefings on Capitol Hill this week. It's being widely reported that Moscow is seeking to develop an anti-satellite weapon that could be powered by a space-based nuclear reactor. Juliana Zeus is policy lead for space security at the Royal United Services Institute and host of the War in Space podcast. So there's two things primarily that we'd be worried about. And obviously uh, a nuclear explosion in space is one of the most extreme counter space weapons um, that we can think of. Number one is the electromagnetic pulse that would immediately affect all satellites in the in the sort of surrounding area. The second one is the environment of radiation it would leave behind. So that would actually make sure that the satellites that are still in orbit are degraded much more rapidly than they otherwise would have been. She says Russia was researching a nuclear-powered counter space weapon as far back as 2019, but its launch is not said to be imminent. The Kremlin on Thursday dismissed all the speculation, calling it a malicious fabrication and an effort to persuade Congress to crack down further on Russia. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. So if Russia denies it, it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they want us to think it's true. You know? <laughs> well, you know, I think, it, I think it is true. And I believe mm-hmm. that uh, I have been saying this for, like I said, well over a year, that what is going to happen in order for the Bible to come true, for prophecy to come true, and for uh, the Gog and Magog war to be fought the way that the Bible describes it, that we've got to fight with bow and arrow. we got to fight with swords mm-hmm. uh, and whor- on horseback and all that kind of stuff. And the only way that that can possibly happen is if modern technology is not available. 
Mm-hmm. And the way that modern technology is not available is to use an electronic magnetic pulse, an EMP, where a atomic weapon like what uh, Russia uh, is supposedly um, planning, and I would mm-hmm. suggest to you that uh, they may already have it, mm-hmm. that that is detonated above the United States and probably above other countries. Not Russia, of course, but other countries. Um, that um, all of a sudden we're back in the Stone Age because all electronic devices, and I mean all of them, cease mm-hmm. to work. And that's right. And I nothing. guarantee you that God is not going to allow everybody else to be impacted by an EMP, but not Russia. So something's going to happen with them too, and then we're all fighting with uh, medieval weaponry. And that mm-hmm. that is how the Gog and Magog War is going to play out, exactly the way the Bible says it is. What's your opinion exactly. of that, David? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the retaliation and escalation is automatic. So the, the minute we detect that they press the button, we're going to press a button, and it's going to be the whole Will world. We? Will we? Yeah. I mean, now think about it. <laughs> now, th- think about that for a second, okay? I, that, that's an important point. That we're, we're talking about President Joe Biden. Okay, so Russia <laughs> detonates this thing. You know, I, I don't think it's funny. I, I think this is real. Yep. Russia, Russia detonates this thing, right? And, or they know it's going to be detonated. I'll put it that way. They, they see mm-hmm. this happening, and they walk into the Oval Office, and they say, Mr. President, this is about to happen, okay? And this is what's going to occur. What do we do? How do we react to it? And I don't think he will have the first clue of what to do or even a first, or any understanding of what they're talking about. That's my fear. No. What do you think? But that's they, they've got, you know, they they write his script anyway. So they'll just say, oh, yeah, he said this, you know, uh, after he had his ice cream, this is what he said. So we <laughs> press the button and they're going to be right. They're just going to press the button yeah. for him. You might be yeah, right. And uh, we see it in the Bible. It says the mountains will melt and the islands will flee. And I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to see, like, mm-hmm. literally, the planet start to melt and kind of destroy itself. Um, so you got you got two options there. We're either doing it to ourselves with nuclear weapons mm-hmm. or the fact that the presence of God, when he comes in the rapture, will be all of that power. I had you know, which that. Yeah, because, you know, because you think, you know, here's Jesus appearing in the atmosphere. He has mm-hmm. the option of being himself, and it would just psh, yeah. fry everything in an yeah. instant. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you also have the sun, you know, because the, the sun could supernova at that mm-hmm. point as well, because mm-hmm. the Bible does say it will be seven times as hot. Uh, so uh-huh. it the that's what happens with a supernova. It becomes seven times as large mm-hmm. um, by, just by definition. So we've got all these things that are possibilities, but it's very clear they'll be on horseback, they'll have swords, they'll be cutting people's heads off. Mm-hmm. So why would you cut people's heads off? It's so easy, you know, to just send a bomb over and destroy the whole city. You'd be sitting there cutting their heads off one at a time mm-hmm. because we're all back to the Stone Age, like you right. said. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and like I said, I've been saying this for a long time now, and I used to think, and they're members of my family that believe that what the uh, uh, all this information as far as the swords and all that stuff and, the, you know, uh, like locusts possibly looking like uh, helicopters, for instance, or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing. In other words, they didn't understand what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they put that into the best description they could. I used to believe that too, but yeah. now, I mean, honestly, it's a possibility. But I, mm-hmm. the, the more I see things coming, I think we're, I, I lean highly in the other direction. It's yeah, be, me too. You know, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's you. You've got the, exactly the same opinion I do because you know what that side of the argument is possible, but uh, I don't think it's probable. I, I think mm-hmm. that I think that the Bible uh, laid this out exactly the way it's going to play out. You know, I I don't think it. I don't think this is a this is like or that is like. I think it would have said that very mm-hmm. specifically, and it, you know, as far as I know, it didn't right. Right. It just it clearly says that. Yeah. So, so you know, I, go ahead. Not lo- locusts are just uh, you know uh, another metaphor for the demons that are in there, uh, and their description is there. It's clearly, it's a, a fallen angel of types. Um, because if you look at the description of angels, they're kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, for real. And so it's like, hey, it's like this. It's like this. But remember, those are the other dimensions. You know. Mm-hmm. You, watching our Bible program, you know, there's, there's 10 dimensions and we live in four of them. We're cut off from the other one. So he's trying to describe it as best as he can. Uh, but horses with swords and cutting their heads off is not really metaphorical. No. You can actually see that happening. So. Right. Exactly. All right. So that leads us to, it is a time to choose because time is running out. And when the rapture occurs, you've given it up. It's, it's, you know, just like there's the last play in every football game, there is going to be that last individual to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior before the rapture of the church. So if you're left behind, you've got to deal with the tribulation period, at least a part of it. And you can avoid that by simply going to God and saying, look, I, I know, Father, please, I know I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I know that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. I know that he spent three days in the tomb. I know he rose again on the third day, just like he said he would. I know he was seen by more than 500 people at the same time. I know he has ascended to heaven, and I know he is waiting on God to give him the instruction to go get your church, every Christian living and dead, meet him in the air, and to be taken away before the great tribulation. And I promise to follow you all the remaining days of my life, even seconds of my life, in the name of of Jesus Christ. Amen. Say it in your own words. And if you do that, you're not going to have to worry about any of the stuff we're talking about. You're going to be safe. The Bible says so. And anybody that doesn't believe that the rapture's in the Bible, well, look at Harpazzo. I believe that is a Latin term, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the, the rapture is the, uh, Greek, the Latin, and then the Greek is Harpazzo. Harpazzo and Rapiamor. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, the raptures in the in the Bible. Don't kid yourself. It's there and it's going to happen. And time is running out. Choose wisely. Now David's already told you that we've got a midweek show where we go verse by verse. And I hope you'll join us for that midweek show. It's a comprehensive Bible study, and we'll be back next week, God willing, with another edition of Last Christian. Until then, everybody. Good night, and God bless. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds.
Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, can potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an 